All right, cool. So Ashish, Ashisha, thank you so much for coming on the Healthy Indian Podcast. I know you were on Indian Matching uh, Season 2, um, Indian uh, Matchmaking Season 2, and I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know you're really big into fitness, rock climbing, um, a lot of other things too. And I really like your fashion as well, bro. So uh, thank you, man. Have you on, so. No, thanks for having me. Man. This is great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, you feel free to introduce yourself. Uh, are you, uh, you know, I know you might be big on mental health, but do you use uh like, what is like your morning routine? Like I was curious to always know, cause you're yeah. always dressed really well. So I always thought that, uh, I always, always wanted to know, like, how do you keep yourself always like dressed up also in shape all the time? It's like something I was just genuinely curious to know. So, yeah, no, no, no. So, I mean, morning routine. I mean, I don't, I, uh, you know, before I go to work, you know, I'll try to wake up. Um, you know, I've tried, I'm trying to get into like meditation a little bit more. I've, I haven't really done that really throughout my life. Cause I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very like, like high energy. So I just have a lot of just thoughts racing through my mind. So I, I, I don't know if I can like sit still in one spot for like a, like a prolonged period of time. So meditation has been like, like kind of tough for me just because it's, it's, it's tougher for me to just, just keep my mind calm and just kind of stay there. But I need to, I need to, you know, get into that a little bit more just to calm the mind more. Cause you know, there's, there's so many benefits yeah. to meditation that, that, um, that I would love to like, you know, reap the benefits of. So I want to get into that a little bit more, but, um, morning routine. I mean, I wake up, um, if I have some time, I'll go work out in the morning, uh, just get that out of the way before work starts. So, you know, I'll go to, you know, go to the gym, grab a quick, like 15, 20 minute, like uh, hit workout, just on like a treadmill or somewhere, you know, on the, on the mat, just with like lightweights and things like that. And then I go to work, um, you know, I, I eat breakfast, you know, I go to work and then, um, I like to hit like my full workouts, like after work. So, you know, in the evening when I have, have some more time, just like, you know, I have nothing else going on uh, yeah. for the two hours after work. So I just try to get in uh, get into the gym then and just try to, you know, do heavy, heavy lifting at that time. That's awesome. That's awesome. That sounds yeah. like a solid workout. Would you say, uh, you know, your workout is like a pivotal role of your like lifestyle? Do you do it like religiously every day or is it like certain days you miss or whatever? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I, there's times where I miss, miss days just because, you know, you get lazy, you know, things come up, you know, life happens. So you, you miss, you miss certain days, but yeah, it's just, I mean, I try to work out maybe, you know, like five, um, like four or five times a week. I try to work out. And then the days that I'm not working out, I'll try to, you know, stay active by, you know, doing things like, like play basketball, any kind of sport. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm big into like cardio, getting cardio in that way. Cause I don't like running is cool. Like I started running more, uh, once like COVID came right. Cause before then I was like, I was like, I don't want to just run for, for no reason. You know, like, I don't, I don't really enjoy that, that part of like, cause I feel like it's a drag, but then once COVID hit and like, you know, gyms were closed, the only option that I really had was going outside and running so sure. running or walking so you know then i i started started slow i'm like oh let me just you know start running because running is very hard i know if you i don't know if you do you run yourself or no yeah i actually love to run i've actually did like a half k marathon recently nice uh, but i kind of gained some weight back because i feel like running doesn't really build you muscle it yeah. kind of gives you a great cardiovascular system but it doesn't yeah. really give you a good like muscle tonnage and it actually attacks your gains so i think what you're doing with hit is very important and yeah. i think for me like i used to do it at one point when i was very cutting and very lean i used to eat a specific diet i used to um just get so cut and i feel really healthy uh, yeah. but i think it's underestimated because people do like a 50 minute hit workout which is not intended it's only like a 20 minute so i think 
yeah. what you're doing is correct. I think having small sessions is better than hour long hit because I don't think that's hit at that point, right? It's just no, going right. crazy. So, so. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So like running is uh, is like I can I can play basketball. I can do like I can play sports for hours and hours without getting tired. But like running, when I first started running, like even like I remember like I was trying to run a mile and I had to take a break halfway through. Because wow. I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is rough. Because I mean, rough. just running, like running just for the purpose of running, I feel like that's tough. So, you know, after a few days, you know, I got my body got acclimated to it. And then I was able to run, you know, like a 5K. Uh, like, because normally when I run, I'll try to run like a 5K worth of distance. Like solid. three, three, three and a half miles I'll run. Um, and then, you know, like try to like weight lift and things like that, uh, like other parts of the day. So, yeah, I started running and I started enjoying it because I'm like, it's the easiest type of workout. You just you just go out there and just start running. You know, got music in there, music playing um, on your headphones, and just kind of run. And it, it's good therapy, like for especially during COVID, like when there was nothing else to do. You know, I was just you know I was living by myself, um, and there was nothing else to do. So I'm like I'm like gyms are closed. Um, like what do I do? So I started running, and then I did that probably for probably for like six to eight months. Is all I did was run because everything was closed. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I ran. So, you know, I lost a little bit of, like you said, the muscle mass, like it doesn't help build any muscle. So, you know, since I wasn't getting into the gym, I, I leaned out more than I, I was, you know, which I didn't want. But then once, once the gyms were open again, I started, you know, getting back to the gym and then just start weightlifting and just start to build that muscle back up. So like, how did you discover rock climbing? Cause I know like, I don't know if the show covered that in matchmaking, but yeah. how did you discover rock climbing? Because I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. You don't see a lot of Indian people or brown people in general rock climb that often. Yeah. Um, me personally, I did like a, my own solo trip to Yosemite and I saw a lot of rock climbers. Yeah. So I was always interested to know, did you ever, do you only do rock climbing in the gym or have you done like outside or, you know, yeah. one of those like Terrans and stuff? No, no. So I've never done like outdoor, like, like, like actually scaling mountains. I've never like climbed actual mountains, okay. uh, but I've, I've, the only time I've rock climbed is like, like in the gym. So I started, I started rock climbing, like when I was an undergrad, it's like years oh. back. Cause we had a, at, at our gym at the school, we had, we had like a big rock climbing facility as well. So we had, um, you know, so you could go in and you could rock climb, you could rent out like the, the space. I think it was, you could either rent it out or you had to get on a list to, to be the person. So basically either way, I started rock climbing at that time just to have like an extra, extra type of fitness, like exercise that I could do during the week, you know, cause like weightlifting is right. cool. Uh, I play a lot of basketball. So basketball is cool. I love, that's my favorite type of cardio. And then I'm like, well, let's mix things up. So, you know, I, I, I started rock climbing um, and it, it's super difficult at first just because, you know, it's, it takes a lot of, you know, little, like different muscles that you have to activate. So, you know, it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of practice just to kind of, you know, get into the, the flow of rock climbing. So it was difficult at first, but then, you know, just, I think practice makes perfect. So, you know, I just did it more and more. It became a hobby after a while, you know? So then I just did it, uh, did it more and more. And then once I moved to New York, I started doing it, you know, there's a gym in uh, Williamsburg here that I, I go to as well called Vital. So a friend right. of mine, he introduced me to that gym. So we started going there together uh, to rock climb. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's when I started, you know, getting back into it a little bit more. So, you know, started from undergrad and then I, I, you know, did rock climbing, you know, a few times a month, I'll go and rock climb. And then, uh, once I moved here, I, you know, just kind of looking around for different types of workouts, different gyms. I got back into the rock climbing, um, since I hadn't really done it since COVID COVID started. So then, um, getting back into it was, you know, it was difficult at first, but it was, uh, oh, yeah. 
yeah, it was, it was great. Cause it's, it's a great workout. I feel like just, uh, and it's something fun to do more than even like a workout because it's not going to get you big. It's not going to get you like, like ripped up or toned. Um, but it's just going to, it's just a fun thing to do to just get, get moving. And that's the most important thing, right? It's like, like movement is the most important thing, no matter what you do. So you can walk, you can weight lift, you can run, rock climb, swim. You can do all those things. But as long as you're just moving your body, I think that's, that's the most important thing. I think people forget sometimes how important moving is. And I think you have to distract your mind to almost see like why movement is so important, bro. Because I think what you're doing is really healthy and really inspirational, especially to people who are also single too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they like, you know, every a lot of people would love to be, I guess, in your shoes, almost like kind of having like ability to do rock climbing because I went rock climbing before. It was hard, bro. Like yeah. you go on a harness and you go, come back down, and yeah. I didn't have too much upper body strength until I started yeah. pull ups, and yeah. that's when I was like, okay, this thing works. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's super hard, man. Like it's it's very difficult. Like people don't understand, right? It's like you see people on TV, and you're like, oh, that looks easy. You know, you go from yeah. you know you you hold on to one and then go to the other, so on and so forth. But a lot of it is grip strength, right? So it doesn't even matter, like if you have yeah, because I see so many people that are in the gym that are a lot smaller than I am. And they're scaling, like they're climbing like the most difficult, like, like, like walls without any problem. And I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. Like they're, they're like flipping around. They're, they're, uh, you know, they're just effortlessly just climbing the walls, most difficult ones. They're like smaller than me. So I think a lot of it is like grip strength, placement, uh, you know, hand placement, foot placement, and just, uh, you know, try to expend as little energy as possible to get up there. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard work, man. It's, it's a lot harder than it looks for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Do you, how did you, uh, did you have like a, I guess I know in the show it showed you rock climbing, but aside from that, did you, uh, did you have any like mental, like, I guess, uh, like help or mental struggles? Like I had anxiety do with the gym at one point or even like driving. So did you ever have like me- any mental battles when it comes to, I guess, fitness and stuff? Because it's a lot like being actively yeah. fit every day. And yeah. then also doing like a show with, all these lights and cameras on. I mean, even podcasting, it took me a while to get used to even like talking yeah. in like baseline like this. But yeah. it's, it's a lot, right? When, you, when you're not an actor. Um, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. How, no, I mean, it's a, definitely, I mean, it, it's different, right? So when I started like filming for Indian matchmaking, it was different. Like it was, I'd never done that before. And it was something, something new. Like, like I, I, I don't, I, like I like having cameras in my face. Like I, I like, like okay. I actually like that feeling, but at the same time, it, it can be very like overwhelming, right? Because it's like, you know, you have to, you try to put your best foot forward, you know, you, uh, at the same time, you're trying to be yourself. So, which for me, like, I think like being like, it was trying to balance everything. I think it was, it was fine because I was just genuinely myself throughout the whole, like whole process. So that part wasn't, but I think just, uh, then just balancing like your regular, like, like life, uh, with everything else is, I think it's, it just, I think it just takes a little bit of discipline. And I think it's just, uh, you just have to, to kind of just take it one, one thing at a time. You know, you can't like, you know, if you think about all these things at the same time, you kind of overwhelm yourself and you just kind of get, get anxious and nervous and just, you know, start, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, trying to climb a, a big mountain versus, you know, tackling little mountains, you know, one at a time. So I think it's just, I think it's just the routine that I've built over the years. I think that just kind of played into it for the most part, honestly, just because, you know, this was just, it wasn't like, like you said, I'm, you know, I wasn't acting. So it was, it wasn't like I was on yeah. set every day from yeah. like, you know, 6am to like 6pm. Right. So it wasn't like a, like an actual job that I had. We were filming, you know, every once in a while, 
you know, every, maybe every month or every two months we were filming. So during those times, then yeah, you'd have to travel and, you know, we, we got on set and do filming, but it wasn't like an everyday thing where I had to kind of prioritize that into my routine because my routine was my routine. It was just whatever I was doing on a regular basis I was doing. And then just, this was added into it um, every once in a while, every month, every few weeks, it was kind of added into it. So that's kind of, that's how it, that's how I took it. And that's just how um, I think I balanced everything. Just stay with my routine, my normal, normal things, my day-to-day things that I do. And then just take every opportunity that, that comes along. Right. So like, you know, the filming, for instance, uh, that came along, that was a big opportunity for, you know, we filmed for season two. I think we filmed for, yeah, like a, Two, three months, I think, was the, the stuff you see in season two is about like two, three months worth of stuff. Right, right. So, um, no, that was very interesting, too, because I was like, how is he like so fit? Like this was me, but I don't know if anyone else was wondering that. But I was like, how is he so fit? But at the same time, able to say the right things and then also like have find a partner and also have her say or reciprocate well to him yeah. with all these lights on. Cause I think for me, the biggest thing is like, you're going on a date, right? Like I would consider myself to be a good person to date. Yeah. But then if I was on a show like this, I would be like, well now like I'm on the spot. So it's like, yeah. do I have to say the best thing or yeah. like, and I know it's probably, you're probably going to say be yourself, but that's so hard when all these yeah. light camera action are on. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, honestly, like I think, I think you hit it or you hit the nail on the head. I think it's, it's very easy to like try to change for the camera, right? Like, so it's, it's exactly. very easy because you're trying to put your best foot forward. Right. Which yeah. of course I was too. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say yeah. I wasn't right. Right. But I think, um, I don't know. I think it was just like for like a minute or two when the cameras first started rolling, I was yeah. in the exact same boat as you. I was kind of like, I was very nervous. I was very, I was, um, kind of, I, I was aware that the cameras were on me. So not as much nervous. I think I was just more aware that the cameras were on me. Yeah. So I was trying to, you know, criticizing every step I take. I'm like, oh, nope, don't do this. Do this. Right. You know, natural. Walk straight. Yeah. You know, go up the stairs. You know, look straight. <laughs> try to try to avoid the cameras. Oh, so for shit. the first like, minute or two, I was I definitely you know got in my head. But then a- after that, I'm like, I'm like, you know, th- this this seems like it feels like it's much harder to have to think about what your what your next next step is. You know, rather than doing that, why don't you just be yourself and just just say what comes naturally to your to your mouth, right? So. I, that's literally what I did. I just kind of, I was there. I just kind of tried to zone out the cameras, tune them out and just kind of have a conversation with uh, her, her parents. So that was the first time. Oh yeah. The camera was crazy. the first time with me meeting her and her parents. That was my first time meeting her in general, just period. So that was kind of, so that was uh nerve wracking at first, but you know, once I got, got into the swing of things, I think it was, it was perfectly fine. I think it was just, things just kept rolling and I think it was fine. No, man, you did great. I mean, it seemed like they loved you and it's clearly Thanks, working man. out. So. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. Um, so is there, uh, uh, aside from that, like what is one thing people would find specifically surprising about you aside from like, you know, the Indian matchmaking and you rock climbing and you yeah. being this really kind and also good person. Uh, yeah. How would people, What's something that people don't know about you? Yeah. No, so I'm, I'm big on family. I mean, I, I think I, I mentioned that during the show as well. But, like, you don't get to see, like, the, the side of me that... Uh, so, like, you know, with Viral, for instance, like, uh, you get to see... She's, a main, she's a, one of the main characters, right? So you get to see um, her, her day-to-day life. Like, you, you get to spend time with her family. Um, you get to see, like, what her home is like. You get to see, 
you get to see all these things that are part of her life, like her car, her her talking about her job, you know, all these things right. in detail, right? Um, with with me, like you don't get to see all of that, right? So you only get to see me on the dates sure. that that I that I'm on. So, I mean, I think a lot a lot of people don't wouldn't know that I'm a, I'm you know very big into family. You know, I'm I'm a you know I'm very close to family friends. I'm very close to you know people that have been with me through through thick and thin. Like they're the reason why I am the person I am. Like they've they've played an integral part in you know contributing to my life. Like they've played a big role in. Uh, making me the man I am today, right? So, you know, the, people don't really get to see that part of it as much as you know they get to see uh, just me being on dates. So, I feel like that's that's something that people don't know about me. And even though I say it on, like on camera, I say it on camera. It's you know, it's it's different when you actually see me interacting with like friends and family versus uh, me just saying things on like on camera, right? So, I think that that's one of the biggest things that people wouldn't know about me. And, uh, and that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fluent in, you know, Gujarati, Hindi. I, I speak, speak oh, wow. and I can, yeah, so I can, cause I grew up in India. So I, you know, I had, you know, I gone to, I moved here when I was 12. So, you know, in school we learned how to speak, obviously speaking at home too, but reading and writing, we learned that during, during schooling, like early on, probably from like second or third grade, we, we integrate that as part of our normal, like, you know. Like, you know, you have here, you have Spanish and English and, you know, those languages. Same thing over there with like, like Gujarati and Hindi, depending on which part of India you live in. Yeah. And that's really interesting, too, because not most people that are born and brought up here, especially with me or my friends, none of us can speak Hindi. We can barely speak yeah. Gujarati and chop languages. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's kind of one of those things. But I am learning. And I also think like even the show, like I feel like they don't cover this. I feel like sometimes it kind of gives everybody a reality check of what they should focus on maybe like being roots with their culture because that's maybe what indian women like uh maybe also from like the indian woman side like maybe they like like guys that do try or guys that are very skilled in a certain skill right like rock climbing that's very unique like i feel like that's not something that most guys do and and i think that kind of also kind of makes you feel like looks different you know to me at least anyways yeah um so you know yeah no i mean that that's very important and i think it also helped that uh you know, at home, like my aunt, because I grew up with my, because my parents are back home. So that's, that's another right. thing that you, you, you don't see on, on TV, right? Is, uh, um, you know, I mentioned that on, on TV, but, uh, you know, you don't see my interactions with uh, sure. my family, yeah. like my aunt and uncle and, you know, my immediate family. So yeah, my right. aunt, like she made a rule like at home. She's like, when you're at home, you're only speaking in Gujarati, like not English. Wow. So she made a rule in the house. And then, so in the house, like we, we kept up with like the Gujarati, like, you know, the, 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 the Gujarati, the, the, the everyday stuff, yeah. Just like day, sitting like, down, know. talking about like food and, you know, just just conversing, I guess, right? So. Exactly. And she, they even made us like, you know how during like pujas and stuff, there's like yeah. parts and stuff you have to like read from the book? Yes. So, yes. so they would like, she would make, like, she would make me read like, like those, uh, those chapters in Gujarati. Like she what? would force me to read it, right? So, That's so and I'm, I'm very thankful for that because I mean, if I yeah. hadn't done that, I wouldn't be able to read and write Gujarati to this day, right? So, yeah, that was very. Um, it was like everyone was reading it at like a like a normal pace, and for me, it would take <laughs> a little bit longer because I'm I'm like I can read, but it's it's not as uh, as fluent as me being able to read English, right? Just because right. I don't do it every day, so it was kind of choppy. But I, I can definitely read it at a at a decent pace. But because of that, that's the reason that I can still read it because she that's forced so those those things onto us. Uh, and then, you know, obviously when we're not at home, we would speak English. So that's why, 
that's why I don't have an accent either because I had cousins that I grew up with in, with, within the same household that we spoke English. Uh, like, you know, even at home, we would like, when we're by ourselves in our room, we would, you know, we would speak English and, you know, they would kind of uh, help me learn like the, the proper way of like, you know, the American way, quote unquote, of speaking like, like certain words, certain sentences and things like that. So right. that kind of helped me like, you know, you know, be more, more Amer- quote unquote Americanized in like the English that I spoke as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, yeah, like you said, you can't even tell that, you know, you even have an accent. Yeah. But at the same time, it's good to know that you also under- understand other people that do have accents that also can read Gujarati. It's like another way to break in through language, right? Break, yeah. break through language barriers. So I think for sure, you'll, for sure. You'll, you'll definitely learn a lot of ways to connect with other people. And also if let's say you in B-roll, um, you know, your current girlfriend, you guys yeah. go to like, uh, like India or something. I mean, yeah. it's going to come out handy, right? Instead of Google translator, you can be like, well, this is for sure. where we are. This is like where the Dosa house is. This is where Pani Puri house exactly. is, you know, like something like 100%, that. So. 100%. Yeah, so, definitely, you know, helps. definitely helps. Yeah. No, definitely. And um, yeah. is, do you, do you think in the future, maybe you'll show like your, I guess, if you do have kids or whatever, uh, would you show them how, like, Gujarati, would you teach it to them? You think there's an importance in that or? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, without a doubt. Like, I think, I think that's something that uh, I'm going to teach them like, at a young age. So even if it's like not me, like I'll definitely teach them, right. but you know, there's nowadays there's like, uh, there's classes that kids take like at like the Munders and stuff like that, that they teach them how to like uh, speak and uh, write Gujarati. Like, I don't know. Do, you know what I'm talking about? Uh. Sp- I learned how to speak because when I was growing up, I was in a Swaminarayan class. You okay. know, Bob Swaminarayan, Akshardham yeah. and stuff. I was yeah. in a class like that and I they taught me how to do the Kakagama. So I learned a little bit about it, but I forgot everything because it was for like yeah. a brief four, four few months and then that yeah. was it. Yeah. So, they, you know, they have, they have those things as well that they offer. So I know like my nieces and nephews like in, in LA, they, they, they used to take it as well. They're a little older now, but they used to take that like during like their parents forced them to take it. Um, right. And, you know, of course, like, they're not going to like it because they're like, this isn't English. Like, you know, what, like, what am I doing here? But I think it's important to, like, instill those values early on in, in my kids. So I think I'm, an, I'm definitely going to do that. Like, like, if I can teach them, like, uh, like Hindi as well, I'm definitely going to do that. So, like, like, I'm big into Bollywood movies as well. Like, you know, music. Same, and, same. Yeah, for sure. So I think, like, like having them, like, like watch those movies with me, I think would, would be great as well. Just because I think... Like they, I think it's important for them to learn about our culture because they are Indian. So I think it's important for them to learn and even just kind of see like where, where we're coming from as parents, right? Like what movies we used to watch, like what, what kind of made us into like the people that we are. I think also like just seeing like all the way people dance, the colors that come out of it, even the storyline, the plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it, there's so much culture in these Hindi movies and yeah. You know, and it's just different. Like, it's just you you learn stuff about how Gujarati families, Hindi families, um, you know, Muslim families. You learn so much about that, you know, East Asia, South South Asian culture. And so um, yeah. I think it would be a very integral part of showing them. And on top of that, they can relate to other kids, too. Other people yeah. in different races and just have a conversation. Like, did you watch this Hindi movie? And yeah. nowadays, that conversation is getting bigger. But I also feel like being in America also the caveat is that they don't get exposure to it unless if the parent or someone above them shows them that if you yeah. decided, if Ashe decided not to show them, they would, your kids would never learn yeah. to adopt that stuff because you're more Americanized, right? So it's up yeah. to you to kind of 
teach them. And I think yeah. it's going to be a challenge for our generation, especially. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm more, I'm Americanized for sure, but I definitely have that side to me, right? Like, like when, yeah. when I go to like a, like Indian function or people are speaking like in like Gujarati and Hindi, like I, I automatically switch to that mode. Like it's, it's crazy. Like it's, um, it's even when I go back home, it's impressive. yeah. When I go back to India, uh, like people are very, like, they're surprised by like how, how quickly I just shift over to like the Indian, uh, like mindset, uh, mind, not just mindset, but just like the Indian like language and like Gujarati and how, how quickly I just switch over to like the mannerisms, uh, everything. Right. So it, I think that that's just ingrained in me, like from growing up in India. Right. So right. I think that just comes with it. So how, so I, uh, so like, that's awesome to know about just like your, your family orientedness and it shows that you really care about that. So yeah. let's talk about your fashion because I feel like also you're very family oriented, but you also have like this edgy fashion to you and yeah. l- you know, like where's that coming from? Where did that root? Yeah. Like, Cause you know, I feel like you're the most, no offense to anyone else on that show, but I feel like you're pretty fashionable. And even oh, looking, thanks, at your, looking at your Instagram, like you like to wear all these like bold outlandish colors yeah. that most people wouldn't go for. Right. Yeah. I'm hitting for the sure, nail. Sure. So yeah. like, let's talk about it. You know, like where, yeah, where, no, do, no, you sure. where do you stop? So. Yeah, so actually it, it started, honestly, when I when I was growing up in India, the only colors I would really wear, so blue is my favorite color. So the only color I would really wear, is, so, yeah, yeah, blue, yeah. So blue and black is the only thing I would wear. Like, and maybe some white, right? Like growing yeah. up, I'm like, because my mom would show me like colors. She's like, she's like, oh, here's a, here's like this red t-shirt. Like we would go, go to like stores and stuff to like shop for clothes and stuff, right? So she'd be like, oh, here's, here's like a, like a yellow t-shirt. Here's like a red t-shirt. Why don't you try this on? Um, and I'm like, no, no, why? Like, it's, it's, it's not black or blue. It's, it's, it's red. It's yellow. It's, it's green. Like why? I don't, I don't want to try that on. And so I would be, I was, I was very much like opposed to trying anything outside of like those colors. And then once I'm even, and once I moved here, even like during like high school and, um, even halfway through undergrad, like I was, I was still like in the same, same boat. Like I was still, you know, I wouldn't branch out and try other things. I wouldn't do any of those things. Um, I think a lot of it also had to do with like, like my physicality. So I was actually, when I graduated high school, I was 4'11". Oh, what? I was 4'11". I was like a hundred pounds, like literally. 4'11", like, height wise? Yeah. I was 4'11 when I graduated high school. What? But how, 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 how much, like what's your height now? 5'11". Yeah. How? That's yeah, crazy. So, oh yeah. So the thing is I grew, I grew literally after I graduated high school, I went back home to India to visit my parents. Right. Okay. For the entire summer, I went. I grew six inches that summer. What? And, the? Yeah, so and then cool. once I came back, I grew yeah. another six inches. So within like a span of a year after I graduated high school, I grew. I grew a foot. Wow. So, that's yeah. So like my my confidence was like like very low in in high school, right? Because it was just very very like high school was a rough time, just because you know, uh, like you get picked on. Like like I was new to the country. You know, right. I had an accent, you know, you like, and high school kids are like, like, that's the prime target for them to pick on. Right. So I got picked on a lot during high school. So high school was really bad, but so I think my confidence was very, very low. So I was, I wasn't like trying anything new. I was just kind of being myself. I was just kind of, you know, in my own shell. I was just, you know, had a few friends here and there. I wouldn't really experiment with anything different. Right. And then I, I, I grew, I started, uh, yeah, started becoming more aware of like, like, like like skin i started being more aware of like 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 clothing cool. what to wear and i would i would start watching like these uh you know these uh hollywood stars and bollywood stars like wear all these all these different types of clothes 
and I started like branching out a little bit more every, every week or every month, like I would try something different. Right. I'm like, okay, I need, I'm going to try this. And I would literally just, and I couldn't even color coordinate at that time. Like even like an undergrad, like, like I can see colors. I'm not color deficient, but I couldn't color coordinate. Like, like literally everything I was wearing was mismatched. Like everything was like, right. people were like, what are you doing? Like yeah. that actually doesn't go, go with those pants yeah. or whatever. And then, so I started becoming more conscious about that stuff. And then after a while, I think it just, uh, you know, then I moved to Chicago for optometry school and, you know, I wanted to be in a bigger city anyways. Right. So I was hesitant to move there at first because I didn't know anyone there, but I decided to just move and take the plunge and I moved and, you know, being in a big city, you see all these, these things, your, your eyes, you know, you open up your eyes to like different, different things. Right. So, cause St. Louis to Chicago is a, is a big difference. Like, you know, it's St. Louis is, is not as uh you know, progressive as Chicago is. Right. So you see, you see a lot more people with like, you know, trying different things. You know, I started, you know, trying different foods, of course, different clothing, different, uh, different outfits. And you go shopping in like stores and things like that. And you see all these mannequins with like the different like displays and they're wearing like, like these bright colors and they're wearing all these outfits. And I'm like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. Let me try that. So I started trying that. And then I started researching just like online. Uh, and it, like social media wasn't, around back then, you know, like Instagram wasn't there. Facebook even wasn't there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like there was nothing for me to like rely on because nowadays like you can, you can go on Instagram, type in fashion and you see million different posts about like, you know, different fashion so outfits, different ideas. You got Pinterest, you got all those things to kind of, you know, help you along the way. So I didn't have any of that. So I had to rely on, you know, uh, trial and error. A lot of it was just like, you know, going to stores, you know, just seeing different things, trying different outfits. And I think a lot of it also has to do with confidence. So just because something doesn't go with match with something else doesn't mean that you can't really make it work. So I started, you know, I just started trying all these different things. And, you know, initially it was outrageous. It was like, like, I look like a clown probably, you know, to people that <laughs> uh, with me, my friends and things like that. So, yeah. But, you know, I went through that phase as well. So I just started trying new things and then I started getting compliments from people like when I, when I would try different things, they're like, Oh, that looks really good. You can pull that off. You know, you, you're, yeah. you're, you're tall. You have that, that, that body type where you can pull off a lot of the, the outfits that, you know, someone else might not be able to. So I'm like, okay, like, let me, let me keep trying more and more. Let me just start experimenting with a lot more things. So then I just, that's just how I started like getting into it. And then, yeah, even to this day, like I'll, I'll mismatch certain things just because I want to do it. Like I want to do it just because I don't, like, I think fashion is also like a, like a statement that you can make on your own. Like, it doesn't matter like what people think is if you feel like you're, you know, you're comfortable and confident enough in wearing certain things, I think you should go about doing it. Cause I think it's, it's great. Cause it's, it's a way to, you know, make your own statement and to just kind of, wow. you know, you know, define your own kind of, you know, like your own way into like, you know, Oh, I like these things a certain way. You know, I like wearing these colors. Um, and you can just kind of, you know, have your own own statement just by the clothes that you wear. Have you ever gotten, uh, I guess, uh, picked on for fashion, like certain things you wear or something or some, do ever, as anyone say, oh, this outfit doesn't go right. Um, I know it has happened in the past, but has it happened recently or anything? Because being fashionable is also awesome. But then there's also times where I could, I'd wear like a pink blazer with like, I don't know, little pink pink uh dress shoes or or, or dress uh dress yeah. pants and then you know that's I had a good combination, by the way. 
that's that's uh-huh. a good combination. I like that. I really like uh, that too. But I got I got called the Pink Power Ranger the other day. So yeah. uh, what do you, what do you say to that? Yo, I just say uh, you're welcome. Like honestly, like I, I still I still get people that are like are like oh yeah like that are like and I, friends literally tell me they're like they're like you know what if it was anyone else that was wearing it like it wouldn't look right on them but like like you you pull it off or you you wear those things without you know you don't care about what people say so I think you also have to have like it's also mental because you have to have that that mental just kind of you know confidence that you can pull it off like like even to this day like I get people that are like that are like oh that looks ridiculous like what why are you wearing that <laughs> but I'm like I'm like because I want to like it's you know it's it's it, it's what makes me feel comfortable it make what makes me feel confident and I think that's that's half the battle you know if not most of the battle so I think it's I think it's it's okay to like mismatch and I think it's okay to have your own style because I think that's what defines you like like I don't go with like what everyone else wears like because I don't like that's that's boring to me right like yeah like of course you know yeah. I have those staples like you know uh, jeans leather jacket and all those things like there's certain things that that are like bread and butter like you know certain things are just timeless and classic but there's certain things where I'm like like oh, I, don't, I don't care I'll, I'll mismatch these things I'll I'll dress the way I want to and you know hopefully I can make it work and and that's that are you also big on time like watches or anything like that or no are you I love watches yeah, yeah yeah I love okay. watches yeah are, are your statement pieces too uh on, on yeah, top yeah, of I, I do um, yeah so I don't really care about like like certain brands I don't really like I think if a watch looks good um, same yeah. like yeah I think like if it looks good it can you can spend you know fifty dollars on a watch or you can spend five hundred dollars on a watch I think if if you feel like the the fifty dollar or hundred dollar watch is is better if you if you vibe with that if you if you think that that looks good like i think go with it like i don't i don't really feel like you have to spend an extravagant extravagant amount of money to look good like i think you can you can literally you know you know come with an outfit that's less than 100 bucks or less than 50 bucks as long as like you you pull it off and you're comfortable in doing it i think that's that's the most important thing is i don't think it's like it's crucial to spend 500 bucks or a thousand bucks on a watch like I, i just don't don't see the the reason to if you feel like it, it, it looks good. You know, of course, there are there are watches that are more expensive that that do look good. But you know, I, I don't think it's it's something that you should put a dollar value on. I think if, if it looks good, if you like it, I think you, you just wear it no matter what the price is. I absolutely agree with that too because uh, you know I've I've seen people buy brands just for like the you know the name and not really the 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 color or the art. Yeah. And I feel like art is such a big thing nowadays because. Yeah. When you have like a very nice watch, it could be like a fossil watch. It could be like one of the lower end ones. Yeah, yeah. But then you could have like a nice watch that just is like a Louis Vuitton or Gucci. But then it, yeah. it's almost imitating the same replica of just the same, you know, the the green and yellow and same snake thing, right? But exactly. unless it's like a certain like rarity to it, yeah, I feel like there's still gonna be mass buyers nowadays, right? Yeah, so people have money. Sure. It's not like they don't. Yeah. Oh, and I just I just bought. I was in LA what like three four weeks ago, and I actually. Do you remember those old school Casio watches that yes. were like, yes, yes, yes. yeah, so I, I saw one of those like in, in, uh, in gold, right? What? They have that, like, like it was a yes. G-Shock, right? You're talking about like a G-Shock almost? No, no. Yeah. yeah. Kind of looks like that, but it's not as big as a G-Shock. It's one of those, um, mm-hmm. it's like a square, square like face with like digital writings and it, it, it like, it, it glows in the dark as well. Like as in like, uh, you press a button and it, it, you know, it lights up so you can see the time. It's called, um, it's just called Casio something that's gold i guess yeah casio yeah i forgot what Whoa, it is this is nice man this is, is it? It a casio, uh 
there's Casio Men's Digital Vintage, and then there's Casio Daily Alarm Digital Gold. Tunnel. No, I think it was it was a it was a vintage. It was one of the vintages. So okay, that's nice though. It does look really nice. Yeah, yeah. So and that was I think that was um, fifty bucks when I got it from I think it was Nordstrom or or yeah Macy's. I saw it at one of the stores, and I'm like I'm like oh because I used to wear those Casio watches when I was younger, like you know the wow. ones with like the plastic straps and like the those so. I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. I love the Casio look. Wow. I'm gonna buy it. So I bought it. So and it looks great. Like it's 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 gold and it's um, it was it was fifty bucks. I think fifty or sixty bucks at the most. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah, looks it's good. not a bad price at all. And it ha- it looks very yeah. stylish too. And yeah. if you wear gold with like black, white, um, yeah. especially white, I think it'll look beautiful. You know, it, it looks look amazing. Great. Yeah. So so that's why like I think price doesn't really mean anything as long as you you like it and as long as you're gonna wear because. You could buy like a like a twenty thousand dollar watch, but if you're not going to wear it, what's the point? It's just going to sit around, right? right? So for me, it's like it's like I would rather buy something that looks good that I'm going to wear on a consistent basis, and and I'm not spending an arm and a leg when when it looks right. just as good, you know. So I think it's a lot of it's it's not you know you can't put a cash value on it. I think it's just what you you can rock with. You can you know whatever you feel comfortable doing. I think that's that's what you should do. So I have an interesting question because we were talking about you, uh, fashion and watches. So if you ever took, if you ever go on a date with Vero, how long does it take you to get ready? Because you're Not, fashionable, she's fashionable. Yeah. Right. Um. So how long do you take equally as long as her, or you guys have separate? You're quicker than she is. No, no, I take longer. I take longer. You take longer. I take oh, longer. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. Insane. Like any any relationship ship I've been in, I've always been the one that takes longer to get ready. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think it's just about uh, like always change like outfit ideas at the last minute. I'm like, oh, you know what? Actually, instead of this, I think this will look better. Um, I know I changed my mind. I feel like I want to, I want to rock with this one. So yeah, I, I take longer. Um, I know it's, it's uh, sad to say, but I take longer than. Uh, no, than no, it's I, interesting. It's interesting. I think it's yeah. interesting because uh, usually uh, they say like the girl takes longer, but in your case, I mean, sometimes if you're fashion and you really like fashion, it's not like. Yeah. You're just messing around. Yeah. It's kind of like for you, it's like an identity thing. Yeah. And yeah, confidence, yeah. So, you know, it's good too. Yeah. And, um, you know, for people who are single and like in your shoes, like they have an accent or, you know, yeah. even if they don't have an accent, they just have uh, confidence issues. How would you say to not, how would you give them advice on how to tackle their mental health and maybe yeah. to uh, like do what you did? I know for you yeah. being in an optometry school and doing the move yeah. to Chicago yeah. was like a big deal. So yeah. how would you like talk to them and uh, like, how would you give it, like, what's your advice to them? If you yeah, have- no, that's a good question. No. So I actually, I was very, my self-esteem was very, very low during high school, right? Just because I got picked on a lot. You know, I was one of like probably three or three to five Indian kids in school, in, in, a, cl- in a school of 2000 kids. Right. So I was, and in wow. my class, I was probably one of two like Indian kids. And mm-hmm. I was, I think I was the only one that was born in India and had just come to America. So one, one of the kids was like born in America and he was, he was raised here. So he wasn't, yeah. So I was literally the only one in my class that was, that had just migrated to America. So my self-esteem was low, you know, I was picked on a lot. So definitely like, I understand like where, where like, like that comes from, right. In people's minds. So I've always had like a, like a chip on my shoulder as in like, okay, I'm going to quote unquote, I want to show them what I've become, right? Like as, a, as an adult, even though I don't really, I don't look for, you know, like affirmation from other people. I don't look for a confirmation from other people 
uh, I'm gonna do my own thing. Like I don't, I don't really care. And I think that's that's taken a long way. Like that that road has been a long road. That like you know through high school and then undergrad. Like I wasn't very confident with with uh, with women, with dating, things like that. Because I you know I had self esteem issues like back in high school and even like halfway through undergrad. And I think a lot of, also had to do with uh, me being very short. Me being um, actually got I asked a girl out for prom in high school. I build up the courage. Yeah. I'm like. Like for like like a day or two, I was like I was like I'm very nervous. I'm gonna ask this girl out to prom, and I finally asked her to prom, and she she says no, right? So oh, then so wow. that even took like a like a bigger hit, right? I'm like like shit. Yeah. I'm like I'm like I probably shouldn't have done it. Blah blah. And then I I did end up going to prom with like a girl ended up asking me, uh, my friend's sister. She ended up asking me, so we just kind of went as friends to prom. But yeah, so like, definitely like my self esteem was very very low, right? So I, I was. I was not very good with like, you know, like women with uh, even communicating with people like in general, just because I was very self-conscious about what I was saying. I was very shy. And then uh, I really like uh, broke out of my bubble, probably this, the later half of undergrad. And then uh, once I moved to Chicago, that actually changed me completely. Like I, I was a totally different person, uh, total 180 from what I was in St. Louis to when I moved to Chicago, because when I was by myself. Um, like literally by myself without any like, like family around at all. So, you know, that, that really forced me to get out there and, you know, I made friends during school, you know, we kind of uh, had like a, like a group of friends that we used to go out all the time. Uh, and so that really broke me out of my shell. And then that's when I started like, you know, experimenting with, experimenting with fashion. And then, uh, you know, I would have girls like start like liking me. Uh, and then I would just, all these wheels just started rolling. So, I think that's just what the process that it took me to get to the part where I am right now. So like, it, it just very, you know, when people like say, Oh, like, like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you like this? I tell them, I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm, I have nothing to be ashamed of. Like I've been through a lot and like, I, I, I don't apologize for anything that I do. Right. So I think for people who are in the same boat, I think it's just a matter of just staying the course and just knowing that, you know, better days are ahead of them because it's honestly, right. it's just a phase, right? Like you're going to go through ups and downs. You know, I go through ups and downs in my life. Uh, yeah. You do, everyone does, right? Like it's, it's human nature. We're all humans at the end of the day. Uh, we're going to have emotions and feelings and thoughts, but I think it's just uh, important to, you know, either like find someone to talk to if it's like a therapist or like a family member, friends, uh, just talk to someone that, that you can just be open with and have an honest conversation with and just kind of, you know, put your thoughts out there. And yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's a, it's a phase it'll pass. And I think better days are ahead of you. I think you just, ha just have confidence, just put your head down and just do what you're, what you're doing. Uh, sorry, one second. I'm gonna let them pass by. Yeah, no worries. There's a podcast. You can just be chilling right now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the good thing about podcasts. Yeah. People like to see the raw version, right? So they'll, they'll, they'll know, know we have other trials and tribulations. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, so I think everyone has dark days. Everyone has good days. I think it's just important to know that, you know, you're, it's so hard to, you know, be a human being to, in general, right? Like, it's so hard to, you know, get to the point where you are. Like, just to be born is super hard, right? Like, it's... It's it's a rarity, rarity. It's a rarity, right? So, like, I think it's, like, to me, the way I look at it is I think it's just a gift. Like, I don't let things keep me down for long because I'm, like, I'm, like, the bigger picture is I'm here, I'm healthy, I have people that love me, you know, I, I have, you know, I'm able to do everything that I want to. 
So what, why am I going to let one thing ruin my day or my week, right? Like, of course, I get upset, right? Like, of course, there's things that bring me down. But then uh, I think I just have a self-built mechanism within me that just kind of, you know, I, I snap out of it, like, relatively quickly. Thankfully, you know, I don't really let things um, get to me too much just because, you know, I just look at the bigger picture. Like, I, I look at, you know, things could be a lot worse. You know, things could be, you know, you could have loved ones that are, you know, you might lose a loved one. You might, you know, things could be a lot worse, right? So it's, it's a matter of perspective. And I think just getting help when you need it, I think is, is crucial because, you know, if you go down the yeah. rabbit hole and you go too far in, and then sometimes it might be harder to um, get and accept help just because, you know, you, you might've gone too far. So I think that's, that's just an important thing that I think I would recommend is just to kind of uh, talk to someone when you need it. And then just kind of know that there's a bigger purpose. Like, you know, things happen in life, right? Like you're going to have ups and downs, but uh, know that there's, you know, there's a reason for things to happen, right? Like there's a reason why certain things happen. It might be to, it might be for bigger things down the road in your life. So just kind of keep your head up and just work hard and just, just power through it. And I think better days will be ahead of you. No, and I think you hit a very good point. It's very powerful, dude, because uh, a lot of people in our culture and stuff, I feel like, you know, mental health, one of those things, um, it's from a parental standpoint, not a lot of parents are supportive of it. They think it's yeah. a gimmick. They think it's yeah. like non-existent. Yeah. And trust me, I have, I have people that I know in pharmacy school, medical school, all areas of life where they've opened up and they've been in a dark place here and there. And like you said, yeah. they're, if you're down a rabbit hole way too way too far you know it's so easy to say that hey like build confidence or do this but sometimes when you um uh, when you're that deep down and i'm sure we've all been it's yeah. really hard to just even listen to people and it's not even you're probably saying the right words but it's hard to connect because um you know self-conscious but like in your mind you know and yeah. your mind is like the most like craziest thing right like when you go through a breakup it's like yeah you're going through shit. And then when you have marriage, you're also happy. But yeah. it's crazy how much levels of happiness and non-happiness or sadness you feel just yeah. from all these memories or life experiences, right? Um, you could be at a vacation and your boy gets hurt or your friend gets hurt and it just ruins the whole vacation. And then your mindset's just like, oh, like I can't believe that happened, right? So yeah. it's it's crazy, man. But uh, yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, some people deal with it a lot better than others, which which is fine because everyone has their own mechanism. Everyone, you know, everyone's mind is not the same, right? So, and that's what makes it, makes us beautiful as human beings. I think it's just some people just handle it differently. And, but I think it's like, if you need help, I think it's just important to like, just know that. And like you said, I think in like our community, I think it's very like taboo and it's like a stigma to like seek help, right? Because one, like the kids don't want to tell their parents because they'll be like, oh, they'll just brush it off to the side and be like, it'll go away, you exactly. know, whatever, right? But I think it's, and I think more and more people are coming around, even in our community, and they're speaking up and being open about it. So I think that's very important as well. No, it's good. And it's like, I feel like you guys, like in the cast too, you guys are very open to it. And I'm sure you guys have been through the rounds of aunties and the rounds of people and just the marriages too, and being single, right? During marriages and yeah. stuff and seeing your friends kind of like, I guess, being that engagement around going through, you know, just their life, but like I just went to an engagement yesterday, dude, and I'm just like yeah. already I'm still single, so I'm like comparing myself to like my friends and stuff too, and you know we're all 28, 29, so yeah, it's already like hitting me. But 
you know, I'm trying yeah. my best. It's just, you know, sometimes you just don't have the cards in your favor, you know? So. Hey, man, yeah, yeah. You just got to, like, timing is everything, right? In that, when it comes to that, especially. Like, it's, it's just, um, when it's meant to be, it'll happen. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, I think, like, that's one thing. I've never, I've never let that be a factor in my decision, right? Like, you know, I'm 37. I've, I've never, I've never let, like, the timelines that people set on me be a factor in my decision to find a partner, right? Right. And I think you and Sheetal are very strong for that. I think you guys have a very strong mindset. And I always look up to that because it's almost like a big brother, big sister kind of mindset. But also yeah. people, we need that in our mental health community because this thing is such a, like you said, it's taboo, but a lot, a lot of people don't talk about it. And I'm here talking yeah. about it. So, you know, I think it's one of those powerful things. I think we should preach that. But um, yeah, for dude, sure. just you want to do a quick rapid fire round before, uh, you know, yeah. we end this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Favorite car, go. Wait, you got cut off. What'd you say? Uh, favorite car, go. Favorite car? Um, I would say Lexus. Lexus right now. Okay, awesome. Favorite kind of food for a food or dish? Favorite kind of food? I would yeah. say kitchen. Kitchen. Okay. My that's, that's my comfort food. Yeah. I would say kitchen. Yeah. yeah. It's like my health. Like when I get to fever, I always go for kitchen. Exactly. Um, uh, favorite place to travel with? Favorite place travel to travel with? You? Travel to, yeah. Travel to. Oh, travel to? Um, I was in Australia. Australia. Okay, okay. Do you want to see like the wildlife there or just like to see like oh, Sydney? No, no. And... Oh, you mean someplace I haven't been? Oh, some, yeah, someplace oh, you uh, haven't Iceland. been. I would say Iceland or Greenland. Okay, okay, awesome. Me too, me too. I want to see yeah. the big horses. Yeah, there you right? go. Yeah. yeah. A Borealis. Um, yeah. And the exactly. last place, uh, last thing. Who's your favorite podcaster and why? Who's my favorite podcaster? I would say Joe Rogan. Same. And I like yeah, Joe. I think, yeah, yeah, Joe. I think he's just so real and just so raw. And I think he he gets things out of his uh, like he 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 gets things out of his guests that uh, you know he goes deep in it and he gets uh, he deep. He goes deep. It's like a freaking movie every episode. So it's like yeah, two, it's like two, two hours, hours long. Which I love. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. But dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate you with all the scheduling. Yeah, no, dude, it's great to have you. And I feel like yeah. we can talk about fitness and anything. So definitely yeah. would love to have you on more and. Just yeah. make this a, a thing, you know? So it'd be nice to oh, always... Oh, for sure, man. No, anytime, man. Yeah, I, I love I love linking up with, like, uh, people who are genuine, like like yourself, right? Like, I, I feel like you genuinely, like, like want to connect with people. And I think you're, you're great at podcasting, too. Like, you ask really good questions, very insightful. I think you, you, you really... I think you... Yeah, you really bring that out of, like, your guests as well. So I, I think that that's really good. I heard not to cut your guests off and also yeah. listen. So that's one of the two things I'm focusing on. But... It's also, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a learning in progress. So thank yeah, you. no, absolutely, man. You're killing it. You're doing great. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. But yeah, man. yeah thank you so much for coming on and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll sounds good. Thanks, bro. All, All right. right. Later. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.